Good evening, this is Creepy Willy reporting on all the weird shit that I see fit to spit. Thank you for tuning into the Creepy Podcast. First up tonight, from unexplainedmysteries.com, residents to hunt eight foot werewolf. No shit, I thought the residents were retired. Multiple witnesses claim to have seen a half man, half dog creature known locally as Old Stinker. Oh, that's just my cousin, Stinky Willy. According to reports, this legendary den is has been sighted at least seven times over the last few months in and around Woodland near Hull, a city in the northeast of England. It was stood upright one moment, the next it was down on all fours running like a dog, said one woman who saw the beast near the Darmston drain back in December. Yup, definitely Uncle Willie. I was terrified. Yeah, we all are. It vaulted 30 feet over to the other side and vanished up the embankment and over the wall. One couple described seeing something tall and hairy feeding on the dead German shepherd while another witness reported coming across a half-dog half-human creature while walking her dog. Sightings of the elusive beast have now become so prevalent in fact that some local residents have taken to organizing a hunt for the creature on the night of the next full moon. Woohoo! Party! There is the legend of the werewolf called Old Stinker, the great hairy beast with red eyes, who was so called because he had bad breath. Ha 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 ha. Sure. running. Author Charles Christian told the Mail Online. It was known for the wheels to dig up the corpses from graveyards and fuck them. Ha ha. Just kidding folks. It was just some over the coffin action. It was known for the wheels to dig up the corpses from graveyards. From that sprung the idea that they are supernatural beings who took the form of werewolves. Well, that was a load of bullcrap and cheat and poop. And now, I will turn over the microphone to my main doo-doo stain, crazy drunk person, so I may go and match her status, word booty. Good fucking evenings, stupid pookheads, I am really, really, really and truly, drunking fuck, funk, wasted face, hi, hi, this story, hee <laughs> hee is from unexplainedmysteries.com, Facebook CEO insists that he is not a lizard, ha ha ha. Liar, he lives around where I live. I saw him eat the mice, yummy mice. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Anywho, the social media giant's co-founder Mark Zuckerberg made the bizarre comment during a recent Q&A session. As head of the world's largest social media site, the 32-year-old stupid fuckface billionaire poop 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 damn, now I have to go poop, has certainly been at the center of a few conspiracy theories in his time. Perhaps the most peculiar of these comes from David Icke, a controversial figure from the UK who has long maintained that the world's elite are actually goddamned assholes. I mean, UHHH, shape-shifting lizards. Yeah, that's right, a theory that really is as ludicrous as it sounds and one that Zuckerberg seemed particularly keen to address. Mark, are the allegations true that you're secretly a lizard? He said, reading 
asking one of the questions. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with no on that. I am not a lizard. But I will fucking eat your newborn children, you pissant. But keep the high quality comments coming in, please. This is surely on track to be a great live orgy if we continue getting stuff at that level of quality. Ew, kinky, delicious lizard babies. Crunch, crunch. I have drunk munchies. Ha ha. B a r r r r r r f f f f. Puke, puke. Woo. Stop the world from spinning. Back in 2013, a poll found that as many as 4% of registered voters in the United States subscribed to the idea that lizard people control our societies by gaining political power and fisting young boys. At least we now know that Zuckerberg liked to do so as well. Where is my vodka? Don't make me cut you, Willie. I will cut you and then vomit in your wound, you crazy Mexican you. I am drunk and half-blind from drunk. Alright, you crazy cousin, sister, non. Who the fuck are you anyway? Why have you been sleeping under my bed for seven months? Fuck it, this next story is, there is say, hot. Oh yeah, baby, 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 I like it, rock. Holy cow, woman is stopped by a wolf for over. 12 hours. Spank, spank, spank. What do you mean I can't do that here? I am doing my podcast, you turd burglar. Do not make me cut you from your donkey to your hungry place. Alright then. Now give me back my switchblade comb. Joanne Barnaby had been picking mushrooms. Oh yeah, I heard she liked to do that. Picking those mushrooms. Ha ha ha. I feel giddy when she encountered a deadly and persistent adversary. It had been an otherwise uneventful excursion to the remote Canadian wilderness when Barnaby, who had been accompanied by her dog Joey, Kinky, turned to see a black wolf growling at her menacingly. Oh yeah baby, here it comes. Taking flight, she and her faithful canine companion headed through the forest in an attempt to escape the animal only to find that it had started following them wherever they went, always there, watching, waiting, for them to leave the house, so it could clean itself with their toothbrushes and eat all of the good cheese. The chase would ultimately continue for more than 12 hours with Barnaby becoming increasingly lost in the wilderness as she tried desperately to shake off the wolf as it continued to stalk her. The shadow of night did little to dissuade her pursuer and her plight soon transformed into a deadly game of cat and mouse as the wolf tried its best to separate her from her dog as they fled. This is getting boring. I'll just make up the rest. Joseph Smith. She was later picked up by rescue team and is expected to make a full recovery. That is about all I can take of this shit. This is creepy Willie signing the fuck off. Go to hell. I will meet you there and we will party downward. The celery stops you after work. I pay the celery to do so. Don't worry. I will not use the knife. Will not use the knife. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Creepy Podcast. <laughs> I am your host with the most, Jason, never mind, and uh, 
believe we're on episode 15 at this point. Are we really? The subject of the podcast, this episode. Yes, I hate my fucking job. I'm just going to give you a quick wrap up of where my mindset is before we get into the dirt and disgust and the capitalism of this world. But uh, I live in New San Francisco, which um, at this point has been almost completely gentrified. The culture of this city is completely changed. It happened almost overnight. You know, this is not an art and cultural city anymore. I mean, there is art and culture here, but we're gentrified. We're beautified now. It costs less to live in downtown Paris than it does to live in San Francisco in a shitty apartment. So this is a make or break year for a lot of people here. I know I'm giving myself till the end of the year to decide whether I can stay here or whether I need to go somewhere else and build my empire there because I want to do this forever. I want you to listen to me do the creepy podcast forever and ever and ever. (laughs) With that said, I went and opened up multiple windows, multiple, multiple windows of creepy pasta and crappy pasta. And I looked for certain things. I put in certain keywords like uh, slave, slavery, bad job, shitty job. I hate my job. The first one that popped up is from the Creepypasta site. And uh, it's called Summer Job. It was posted May 2nd, 2014 at exactly 12 a.m. And the estimated reading time for this post is 9 minutes, 56 seconds. This pasta is rated 7.1 out of 10 scary fucking gangster-ass pumpkins. Seriously, they look like they want my lunch money. So, uh, oh yeah, high school. (laughs) All right, we're in the groove now, children. In high school, I had a few peculiar jobs. I did things from measuring the depth of a local lake to cleaning out and sorting trash. But didn't we all? I mean, that was just the weekend. But one job stood out to me the most. I bet it did. (laughs) That's probably why you're writing this, isn't it? Oh, I'm excited. Are you excited? I want to know how crappy this job's going to (laughs) be. Actually, I don't even know if these are going to be crappy jobs. I just put these key words in. But one job stood out to me the most. During the summer of my senior year of high school, I took up a job as a receptionist at our local newspaper. The Dresden Dispatcher. Oh, yeah. I totally subscribe to that. I only really read it for the car ads and the uh, luscious lingerie spreads. Oh, Macy's. Macy's lingerie spread. The job didn't entail much. On weekdays, I would arrive at work at 11 a.m. and then end at 7 p.m. And on weekends, I went to work at 3 p.m. and would leave at 11 p.m. With the exceptions of the days, I did overtime. This is a very factual writing here. Okay. (laughs) So you have an eight-hour shift. And you usually work eight hours unless you do overtime. Okay. This feels like an actual work conversation to me. Oh, yeah. How many shifts you got this week? (laughs) Twelve. Ayudame. Besides arranging meetings, I would take phone calls from the locals for stories. This is how we'd get the ideas for the majority of our features. That makes sense. Being a small town, good stories were limited. (laughs) I know where this is going because I'm from Fresno. Everything you've heard about Fresno, California is true. There is a newspaper there where it publishes all the uh, molesty people and their pictures. So you get to see all the molesty people, the people that try to touch children and and, and pee in public and stuff. And then on the back cover, they'll have a a series of four or five pictures of the most random, crazy looking people. And they're the worst headshots too. Like some of them have the top of their heads cut off and stuff. It's like a messed up picture. And you get to match up their face with what they did. Oh, they robbed a drugstore. Oh, they kicked a baby into a river. 
and it's never who you think it's going to be. It's very Mad Max meets Walter White. <laughs> so basically, one of my favorite headlines from the Fresno paper was uh, it was the police register because there was nothing else to print and it would just be these random freaks doing silly things like going up to somebody's window of their car and knocking on the window and saying, I'm going to whip out my dick! That was actually printed. I'm going to whip out my dick. It was in quotations because it was an actual quote of a man who went up to somebody's window and knocked on it and said, I'm going to pull out or whip. It's whip or pull, but you can get... Dick. Okay. Being a small town, good stories were limited, so we'd have to report on basically anything that someone sought out interesting enough to be in tomorrow's newspaper. I believe it was one of the most irritating and depressing jobs I have ever worked at. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time someone said that... To give you an idea of what I had to endure, the first few phone calls I took were about a new stop sign that was installed and how bothersome it was. Trying to tell me what to do. Fuck you, stop sign. I'll stop when I want to. And I want to. It has nothing to do with you being there. The first few phone calls I took about a new stop sign that was installed how bothersome it was. Anyway, after I'd take the phone calls, I'd pass them on to our various reporters. They'd go out and get what they could. Then they'd come back, pass it on what they had to our editor, pass it on what they had. This needs some punctual fucking nation. Ah, you got like a semicolon in here, but you can't use freaking commas? Pass it on what they had to our editor, who would give it to the printer, who would then get published onto the next paper. This is fascinating shit. I am so glad that I'm reading this. Um... This is really what it's all about right here. The piss and the shit. <laughs> oh, I do this almost every day while I worked and got paid close to nothing. That's probably actually what the wage was stated as in the job description. Come and do shitty work and get paid close to nothing. Not nothing, because that is illegal. But close to nothing? We totally have no problem with paying you close to nothing for all of your sweat and blood and semen. I guess we didn't get to that part of the job description yet. Yeah, you'll get a time and a half for that. Anywho, the building that I worked at was rather small and cramped. It was made out of bright red bricks, which were complemented with a single glass door, and next to that, a large glass window with a large green canopy. This is all um, very um, described. It was rather small and cramped. It was made out of bright red bricks, which were complemented with a single glass door, and next to that, a large glass window with a large green canopy. Okay. You got it in your head? You got the visual? Because I don't even... This is truly a shitty job. To the right of our building was an insurance company, and the left was a small art studio. This is terribly written. To the right of our building was an insurance company, and the left... It's... Yeah. Okay, so... On one side, insurance company, on the other side, small art studio, where they make small art, possibly even tiny art. And occasionally, they branch out into the minuscule, but mainly small art which were only separated by a small alleyway. Even though it was located in a rather popular spot, it felt daunting and desolate. Desolate. Like the Italianis. Desolate. Daunting and desolate. When you come into the building, you'd... Oh, this is all fucked up. God damn it. When you came into the building, you were instantly charged with public indecency. Oh, okay, this is... I made that up, sorry. Sometimes you can't tell, right? Because... When you came into the building, you'd be greeted by a small waiting room with a few chairs and a large desk that sat at the back next to a door. 
behind that door, and I won't make a doors joke this time. You know the destroys night, night. Oh, it's in my head though. Like, yeah, I need to. Yeah, I need to break out of that Jim Morrison routine every time someone's like the doors. Just because that's the name of the band he was in or something. Behind that door was the press room, which had multiple desks with typewriters and a meeting room where people would sit and discuss meat and slap meat together and introduce different cuts of meat to one another. And behind that room was the printing room where they printed the fuck out of some shit all day with the meat and the print. Wow, this episode of the Creepy Podcast is really, really, really fucked up. I am drunk. Ha, ha, ha. I'd work in the waiting room, which is where I'd take all of our phone calls. Oh, yeah? Where would you take wow, them? Wow, this episode of the Creepy ah, Podcast is really, phone calls in my really, really, The number of the newspaper... I am drunk. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. The owner of the newspaper was a man that went by the name Mr. Melsboror. Being the owner of the only newspaper in Dresden, he was well-known and respected. My parents kept some tight ties to him, and this is how I got the job. He was a rather busy man and would often be doing his own busyness, so a lot of the time we were left to operate the newspaper by ourselves. Mistake! During the day, my working environment felt active and passive, with so many people coming in and out. Oh, you, like you weren't thinking what I'm... Fuck you. But as the hours multiplied, it began to feel hectic and stressed. Oh, I could barely sit down after that. I couldn't sit for a week with all the in and the out and the oh. That was a crappy job, by the way. (laughs) I would simply come in and work at my desk while everyone around me would be having sudden bursts of excitement for a hot new story. Hot. Hot new story. Yeah, did you hear about that guy that would go and knock on car windows and then... Say, I'm gonna gas up your car and fill up your tires. But he knocked with his dick, so they put him in jail. I would simply come all over my desk while everyone around me... Everyone around me would, from having sudden bursts of excitement for a hot new story, which would slowly turn into... Which which would slowly turn to a panic at the midnight rush. Okay, I think I get what's... I hope you get what's going on here, because now I'm confused. With the exception of all the monotony that I'd have to go through... My job had its moments, and it felt fairly easy. It, you're not describing it as easy. I mean, are you bipolar or something? Because I'm just curious. Maybe we should talk, so I think I might be too. I might have considered staying longer, but after what happened, I'm afraid I can't step within a mile of that dreaded place without having flashbacks of terror. That's, that's bad to have flashbacks of terror. I started my job with a fairly little incident. Besides a few missed phone calls, I was able to stay on top of everything quite well. <laughs> I'm on top of it too, yes. I'm on top of all of it. I was reasonably licked by my co-worker. Well, I mean, like, sorry. I was excessively, incessantly licked by my co-workers because they knew I tried the best I could at my job to ensure that they could do their job. Lick, 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 lick. During the first few weeks of my employment, each day felt unique because I was interacting with new and different people. But this feeling quickly began fading into the usual repetitiveness. Our stories were littered with some small accidents and car wrecks. But besides that, there weren't any real injuries or deaths. That's lame, dude. Come on. You got to have a body count in your newspaper or else nobody's going to want to buy it. Our sports and politics section were boring and monotonous. (laughs) As our local government was small, and we'd usually rely on the high school for any kind of sport activities. Oh, really? 
really like your government sucks and you're like reporting on on high school sports uh just make some shit up seriously (laughs) if you really just want a real high school sports story you can take one from my hometown I believe it was 1993 when it happened. I went to Bullard High School in Fresno, California, and uh, the baseball team was uh, caught on the back of a bus uh, with exposed penises. Uh, in mid-manipulation, it was some sort of competition. The baseball team were having batting practice in the back of the bus. It was such interesting news for so many people that it actually made the Arsenio Hall show. This was national news, so... Yeah, again, I can I can relate to what's going on here, and that's why you need to make shit up, because the real shit that people do in small towns like this where there's nothing to do, it usually involves some kind of a dead animal in intercourse. So the conversations that I had with the people calling paper... Paper! There's just people walking around calling paper. Or is that a dude you call on the phone now? People calling the paper? Is that what we're doing? We're calling the paper? So the conversations that I had with the people calling paper. Why is this on the creepypasta site? This should just be on the crappy pasta site just because at this point. The conversations that I had with the people calling paper were usually quite similar. They'd start by saying how much they enjoyed the paper and then head into what they thought would be a groundbreaking story. These circumstances were generally the same and I never really thought much of it until I got the first call. How the fuck does that make sense? These circumstances were generally the same, and I never really thought much of it until I got... Uh, are we in some kind of time-space fold here? Like, you didn't think about it? Like you, you spent... I can't even... Uh, uh, weed. Where's the weed? Uh, I arrived at work with the intention of having an average day. Oh, God, you're such an underachiever. If you don't greet every day with... You know, every great intention, it could be your last, man. This might be your only chance to run naked down Main Street and scream about how 9-11 was a frame job. It was a frame job, pissing and shitting. That's actually what it was. Never mind, where's the weed? All right, we're back. I arrived at work with the intention of having an average day. It was a fairly slow day, and I hadn't received very many phone calls, so I resorted to reading a copy of The Rolling Stones like I had so many times before that a copy of the rolling stones um the magazine is not plural because it's singular the band is plural because there is more than one of them rolling a copy of the rolling stones like i had so many times before that period (laughs) i figured reading actually here's irony in a sentence it's like rain on a rainy day it's like a free ride and you already fucking paid (laughs) i figured reading actually good literature would keep I figured reading actually good literature would help keep my sanity. As I sat reading at my large black and lifeless desk. Large black and lifeless desk. (laughs) The phone rang like it had many times before. (laughs) My large black and lifeless desk. It's my large, it's my black and lifeless desk. Lifeless desk. Would you expect your desk to be full of life? That would be really creepy. You have to chase it around the room before you can sit down and pay your bills. The phone rang like it had many times before. And after the second ring, I calmly lifted the phone to my ear while keeping my ears directed at the magazine. Okay, the phone rang. After the second ring, I calmly 
It's important to note all these descriptions because it really paints the picture here. I calmly lifted the phone to my ear while keeping my ears directed at the magazine. Now why? Actually, good would you keep your ears keep directed at the magazine? Uh, we'll just move on. Hello, this is the dispatcher. How may we help you? Instead of the usual response, I was embraced by a strange dial tone, followed by sudden static that seemed to follow no rhythm or pattern. I think you're still using a dial-up mode in this. Yeah. It sounded as if a radio was being channeled through multiple empty stations, creating a strange and eerie audio transmission. I sat there for a few seconds, somewhat puzzled, and then went to hang up the phone when a very soft-spoken voice suddenly replied, Hi, it's me, Mrs. Greenfellow. Oh, hi, it's me, Mrs. Greenfellow. You see, the water in my neighborhood just got shut off and the city isn't responding. It would be nice if we could get a reporter down here to really stick it to them. Stick it in them. Stick them. Fucking stick a stick a shit. Actually, stick the Good Actually, literature. Would, the city always speeds up their business when y'all get involved. Oh, that's still her. The city always speeds up their business when y'all get involved. Uh, right away, Mrs. Greenfellow. We'll have someone out there with the name matter of Minutes. I responded while opening the press room door and motioning towards Todd. Todd was one of our best riders with his muscular shoulders and his perfectly beard and usually worked with public affairs. Mrs. Greenfellow and I said our goodbyes and I hung up the phone. I explained to Todd about Mrs. Greenfellow, about Mrs. Greenfellow's situation. I explained to Todd about Mrs. Greenfellow's situation, my new favorite band. They were around in the late 60s and nobody really knew about them, but they wrote that song that everybody thinks is like the other band's song, but they did it first and it's way better. Yeah, check them out. Look them up on, uh, on YouTube, Mrs. Greenfellow situation. And he quickly gathered his supplies and headed out. Actually, good literature would help keep my sanity. I went back to reading my magazine. You know, the Rolling Stones. Hey, look, there's an article about Mrs. Greenfellow's situation in the Rolling Stones. This must be a vintage issue. Or is it a reissue? They actually... 20 minutes later, Todd came back. Imagine that. Imagine he came the fuck back. (laughs) <laughs> Which was odd, because generally it takes a reporter much longer than that to get a story. Mm. Todd had a look of displeasure on his face. Oh, oh fuck you. <laughs> he explained to me that he has went, that he has went, Mrs. Greenfellow's house. Is this written by a caveman? Seriously. Ugh. He explained, he explained. He explained to me that he has went Mrs. Greenfellow's house and was told that she hadn't, in fact, tried to call us, and she even showed Todd that her water was fully functional. Ooh, that's kinky. I had a weird sinking feeling that began to rise in my gut, but I waved it off. Yeah, waved it off. As an honest mistake, as Mrs. Greenfellow was old and everyone has suspected she might have been losing it. Oh yeah, she's fucking losing it. The day then went on to continue. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> oh my God. good literature would help keep my sanity. Oh, I can't smoke the rest of this weed. I have to save it. You're, you're putting me through hell here. Like, seriously. The day went on to continue? <laughs> here is the sentence. It is a sentence. It is a death sentence. 
The day then went on to continue as typical. I didn't come into work until the following Monday. Many of my co-workers were late that day because their water had been accidentally shut off. Coincidence? This is eerie as fuck, yo. The water gets shut off? I hate that. You can't take a shower. You can't flush the toilet. Works hard. Waterboard as hostages. I didn't come into work until the following Monday. Many of my co-workers were late that day because their water had been accidentally shut off. Because I didn't shut it off. I thought that Mrs. Greenfellow may have been to something. Oh, you know, it's nice that Mrs. Greenfellow goes to things. She should go to things. So she may have been to something. Maybe it was just an, a nice lunch with her uh, her niece. That would be nice, right, Mrs. Greenfellow? But I resisted thinking anything more than that. The day seemed to go a little bit quicker as there was an armed robbery in Martin that had turned into a chase and had ended in a wreck just outside of town. Finally, some fucking death and destruction and news. God fucking damn it. Yes. Yes. Death and destruction and mayhem and terror. I was receiving calls all day from the witnesses who wanted to give their own stories. Yeah, because you know, like, I get to be in the news now. I ended up staying in late because we had so much information. We had to get down and it had been very busy. Getting down, getting busy. All about that death and destruction. Sensationalist news. Sounds like a crappy job, yeah. At about 10 p.m., I think that's uh, at night, 10 p.m. p.m. there, I got another strange phone call. It had been the same sound with the same strange static that I had heard, but this time there was a voice of a very panicked woman on the other line. She's dead, my own daughter. The woman screamed. Dad, I tell you. I'm sorry? I questioned? (laughs) There was a slight pause for the cause, and then a screech erupted from the phone. My daughter, Heather, she just died 20 minutes ago at the McKenzie Hospital. My baby. The screaming quickly turned to crying, and the line went dead. My stomach dropped, and nothing about that situation felt right. Her words were burned into my mind, but something told me that it was fake, fake, fugazi, and that the phone didn't actually happen. The phone didn't actually happen. Well, this episode of the, the phone podcast is really, really, really. I asked one of our reporters, Tom, to go to McKinsey to check out, to check it out, and he complied. I then went home and rested away the night. Oh yeah, resting the night away, yeah. Oh, sleeping all night into the next day. I rested the night away, yo. What the fuck you can do about it? Huh? I'm so fucking rested. It's better than being arrested, am I right? Uh-huh, am I right, guys? Yeah, all right. Unless you're into that kind of thing, then you know I got a basement and a dungeon and a waterboard you can hang out with. Oh, this person's going back to work. This is wonderful. After arriving at work next day, I, this person has a weird thing with using the word the, like uh, there is no thes. Did, did someone just go through and remove all the thes from, from this story? After arriving at work next day, I was confronted by Tom who explained to me that the girl, there's a the, the girl was in intensive care after being hit in Martin during the chase but that she was still alive. Boo. I guess we gotta wait for her to die. Maybe we can just drag it out a little bit. Near death team. There we go. Near death. Deathbed youth. Oh, yeah. I'm getting that reporting boner. Yeah. At 11 p.m., 
We received the obituary request. We received the obituary request for Heather Beckwith. The strange feeling again began to grow large. <laughs> I think you like this job. I didn't quite know what to make of my situation. Strange phone calls still continued. Each phone call different. Sometimes they'd again be strange conversations about things that were supposedly happening around town, and others were simply strange, almost inaudible whispers, but they all shared one thing in common, the strange, static noise. What was worse about all this was that they began not just happening at my work, but at my home as well. Okay, so I saw the movie. This is Mothman, right? Mothman is calling you, so you need to not be on that bridge. Okay? Bridge is going down, y'all. The bridge is over. But bye-bye. Hey, hey. E-dee-dee-dotty-dee-dee-dotty-day. I began just ignoring the phone calls, but they continued driving me to near insanity. Kind of like this story. At the time, I lived with my parents, and they'd also hear the phone ring. Well, that's... That makes sense, because of the phone's ringing, and, and if people have the capacity to hear, then they would hear the phone ring, right? But whenever they picked up the phone, it would just be a normal person. I decided that the next day at work, I'd attempt to record one of my calls and show it to my coworkers. Don't do that at work. Oh, you mean to play the phone call for his coworkers to get a second opinion. It's not like he's whipping out his wanger or something. I'm going to show it to you. No, don't get a second opinion on my wanger. It's nice. I like it. Ooh. You should just put a little hat on it to be really be so adorable. I went out and bought a small coil microphone that I then used to record all of my most recent calls, which you can now purchase for $19.99 on Bandcamp. My most recent calls, yo, calls, yo, it's like every interlude on every 90s hip-hop record. Hey, yo, hey, yo, primo, yo, I'm saying this is so-and-so from yo, from 135th Street and whatever's, yo, give me a call, man, hit me back, yo, hit me on the hip, yo. I sat at my large black desk with no source of entertainment because that desk is fucking dead. My only motive was to record one of the phone calls. For everyone else, the day carried on as typical, but for me, it inched slowly in my anticipation. Almost all of the calls were normal. I began considering to just start hanging up on those who wanted to report actual news. <laughs> what the actual fuck? You should just not be at this job. Like any employment counselor will tell you, if you hate your job, you're at the wrong job. And you are obviously at the wrong fucking job. You're not making up news. You're looking for real shit to happen in a dead-ass town. It's not going to happen. Godzilla. God, people love Godzilla. Put Godzilla on the front page. People won't even fucking believe it. They'll come from all over the place. Bigfoot and Godzilla fighting right there. I mean, it's an easy battle because Big, Bigfoot's an interdimensional being and Godzilla doesn't exist. So, uh, okay, never mind that. But you can, you'll sell papers. It's, it's way more entertaining than waiting for a teenage girl to die. Okay. When I was willing to admit defeat and to agree that I had reached mental insanity, the phone rang even louder than usual. I waited a good few seconds, then slowly picked it up and put it to my ear. The static noise this time was much louder than it had been previously. So loud, in fact, that I had to take my ear a few inches away from it. Oh, so much detail. I'm savoring all of the detail. Tell me more. What are you wearing? Tell me what kind of stitching. What color are the buttons? I then hit record and hoped to God that the phone call picked up on my microphone. After the static faded, a deep voice passed through the phone. It didn't occur to me at the time, but every voice before then had been that of a woman's. This time it was clear that it was a very enraged man. That bitch deserved it, I tell you. She promised to never cheat. Never. 
I take Pinochle very seriously. The voice went dead, and then the sound of a shotgun echoed throughout the room. Alright. Are you moved? Are you shocked? Because I feel like that's the intention. Quite possibly, the intention is moved or shocked. Shock and awe. Shock and awe. I had almost forgot that I had recorded any of that as I was in shock. Shock and awe. Shock and awe. Shock and awe. <laughs> Stopped the recording and then considered playing it back. Spank, spank, spank. I needed to know if what I was experiencing was real. I slowly, sensuously, seductively, psychoactively, superciliously, with all the power of my saparilliac, hit play on the deviche. Ceviche? Oh, device. Pardon. I slowly hit play on the device. There was a pause, and then static, and then the man's voice. My heart stunk. Sunk. Sorry. Sunk. My heart sunk. I felt somewhat relieved, but at the same time scared and shocked. Shock it all. I went up to my co-worker Tom and showed him the recording. Here, look at the recording. Look at it. Play it for you. What would that? No, just look at it. He had almost the same reaction that I had. You gonna play it for me or what? Seriously, you're wasting my time. Shock it all. Shock it all. He then suggested that I should possibly show the tape to Mr. Melsboror, but that he hadn't been seen for past few days. For past few days. So I should hold on to it. Oh, really? Like he's always trying to get you to hold on to it. I really don't like that about this this Tom guy. Tomcats will be calling because he's always like, he's ready. He's like, yeah, hold on to this, yo. I felt tired. I felt like I could collapse at any moment after that point. I went home and rested all while keeping the recording in a safe place. Deep. Deep in my culo. Deep. Reggie Hammond deep. Deep, 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 deep undercover. <laughs> I was awakened by my father at 4 p.m. the next day, attempting to <laughs> retrieve the rec- Dad, I'm just looking for my watch. I think I left it in here last week. I don't know what time it is. <laughs> Time for you to get a new watch. This one's got poop all over it. Piss and shit. I was awakened by my father at 4 p.m. the next day. I almost slipped an entire 18 hours. My father explained to me that there was a tragic accident that had occurred and was all over the news. And you missed it. You had one job. I sat down on the couch and watched the TV with my full attention. The broadcaster in a strong and authoritative voice announced, We just received word that Mr. Melsboror has just committed suicide after being wanted for the suspected murder of his wife for 20 years. Mr. Melsboror was known to be... Melsbor... Mr. Melsboror was known to be a well-respected racist man owning the local newspaper of Dresden, Tennessee. I sat there in a mild confusion and then went to my room where I grabbed... (laughs) (laughs) He's always making me grab it. What is it? I sat in a mild confusion and then went to my room where I grabbed the recording. And I gave it to my father. I gave him that recording. And you take this fucking recording, father. Take it. If anyone were to know how to handle this situation, it would be him. My father listened to the recording? Wow, someone actually listened to it. Your father seems like a smart man. He just has this weird thing about putting his hand in your butt and keeping things in there like it's a change purse. I don't quite get that. It's not like Sophia's purse from the Golden Girls. It's really, it's meant, well, I mean, you can put things in there if you want to, but you really shouldn't use it for storage. Use that sparing. It might wear out. And also, if you find my watch, I would like to have that back. My father listened to the recording just once, just once, to know exactly who it was. He called the police, and they confiscated the tape as evidence. They asked me why it was covered in feces. 
They took me down to the station and questioned me. I told them everything I knew, starting from the first thing. Why the sky was blue. Why God loves us all. I told them everything I knew. They must have seen me as being psychotic. A 9-11 truther. (laughs) But they had to let me go with a lack of evidence. That was the last time the dispatcher was ever open. It has since been bought by a different newspaper company who went on to rename the business, but otherwise kept it the same. They even are still using the same printing devices that we had all those years ago. Our town was never the same after the... What incident? (laughs) (laughs) This is the best thing that happened to your paper. The freaking owner, like, kills his wife. Like, you got... Seriously, this is like scandal and it's self-contained. You have the scoop. You have the exclusive. Come on. Our town was never the same after that incident. No one ever mentions the name Melsborar. Melsborar. Flowers, man. Melsborar. Or the dispatcher, Enimore, as it gives a reminder to the tragedy that taken place in our small town. The tragedy that taken place. I had never repeated to anyone my story. Only three people to my knowledge have ever heard the recording. And every time I hear my phone ring, I get the sudden panic that all I'll hear is static on the other line. The credit for this story goes to the Contempultinsomniac? C-O-N-T-E-M-P-T-I-N-S-O-M-N-I-A-C. The contemplating, cont- is it supposed to be like contemplating insomniac? Is that what's going on here? So that's what comes up when you put in a uh, crappy job, is crappy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. Okay, this next one. <laughs> I really don't even know. If I put in I hate my job, why am I getting these? I, uh, this one is just called 1219. It was posted, oh, about two months ago, May 22nd, 2016. And its length is medium. So this is a bit different. This is actually on the creepypasta.org site as opposed to creepypasta.com. So this is not rated with scary pumpkins. It is rated with stars. And it has four and a half stars. So, oh, let's see what's going on with 1219. I often like to view creepy things on the internet. I don't totally know why. (laughs) Right off the bat. We're going to have to start this over. I often like to view creepy things on the internet. I don't totally know why. I've just always been intrigued by things that are just off. Hmm. Any media is fine to take in the content. Stories, movies, videos audio clips, video games, whatever. I just want to be unnerved. Oh, well, dude, I can do that for you. Come over to my house. I got a pocket knife. I'll get all those nerves out of your body. Oh, the nerve of this guy. Yeah, I know. I got all his nerves right here. Check it out. Oh, they're squirming. Oh, they're in pain. Oh, I work third shift. So my sleep schedule is all messed up. I sleep during the day and work at night. I get two days off a week, though, and always in a row. I could use this time to have some semblance of a normal life, but I'd rather not have to readjust my sleep schedule once work starts again, so I just stay up all night and sleep during the day. All day. So, browsing the internet on one of those days off, I came to a thread which had a bunch of links on it. Each comment was just a link. Some of them led to websites about unexplained mysteries, which they were probably explaining. Some were streams of horror movies, and others were of accounts of paranormal events which were supposedly true. This has nothing to do with jobs. Just saying. All right. Then I saw one that was 
None of the above. I don't remember what the link was. It was just random letters and numbers. It was nonsense. I clicked on it, and it took me to a single page with a single picture and nothing to click on. It also full-screened and refreshed at random intervals anywhere between roughly uh, 2 and 10 seconds. There was text on the top of the picture, which read, Zen Lao World X to Die? Uh... X-A-N-L-O-U-W-A-L colon T-X to die forward slash question mark X. Creepy. I liked this side already. <laughs> the picture showed a painting on the wall of a nondescript forest scene. There was a small TV screen centered at the bottom of the picture. An old CRT. On top of the TV was an older looking analog clock with a wood frame and fancy hands. <laughs> the site continued to refresh, but the picture never changed. It never beautified and never gentrified out of sheer curiosity i didn't leave the page i kept the tab open and checked back every minute or so still no change Ooh, little ocd are we possibly mm-hmm. yeah i got some cleaning you could do you can get behind the uh the oven you could probably get behind there get behind the water heater yeah after about 10 minutes i got tired of missing the refreshes Maybe it was changing drastically, but only once every minute or something, and I was completely missing it. (laughs) So I closed all the other tabs to make sure I wouldn't be tempted to leave. I was staring at that picture for what seemed to be an hour. I checked my phone. It had been 26 minutes. I guess time goes slowly when you're just staring at a still image online. (laughs) Go outside and play. I can't say what it was or when it was, but at some point, I noticed that it wasn't just a still image. Well, it was... But the image was changing. The clock, when I first pulled up the page, read something close to 4.15. Now it was showing 4.56. The clock had been changing the entire time. I watched it for a full minute, and somewhere among the refreshes, I saw the minute hand change to 57. The time on the clock didn't reflect the real time. Still, though, this was dedication. Someone had to take a picture once per minute for an hour, or at least 45 minutes, and then have it change every minute. I kept watching until it showed 5 o'clock. I expected it to shift back to 4 o'clock, but it just went to 5.01. That's even more impressive. Maybe it went for a full 12 hours. Here's the link. Someone needs a job. Anyway, now I was hooked. Oh, really? (laughs) You're watching a clock tick on a computer screen. I had to see if it had the full range of times now that I knew I didn't have to. Someone needs a job. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, now I was hooked. I had to see if it had the full range of time. Now that I knew I didn't have to intently stare at the picture anymore, I was able to shift my focus to the text. It definitely seemed strange. I realized quickly that it was a code of sorts, and it said X-I-I-X-I-X. That's like Super Bowl with the 49ers in it. Is that the one? I thought about it for a while but then realized the colon in the phrase XII colon XIX 1219. I guess I had to wait till 1219 to see what was going to happen. What was so worth all of this work? All of this work. Oh my God. The next few hours were boring. I check it every so often and see no change. Once I thought I saw something in the painting, but I'm pretty sure that was just my imagination and my mind wanting to see something. I saw penises, lots of penises. I set all my clocks in the house to the time on the site so I'd know where it was even when I wasn't at the computer. Oh my god. I put all this work into producing a podcast and people are just watching a clock tick on a computer. 12 o'clock came and I was glued to my computer. Spank, 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 spank. 
No getting up. No other tabs. I was just staring intently, watching the hands on the clock refresh, minute after minute. 12, 18. Refresh. 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 I was certain that this minute had actually taken four or five minutes to transpire. Finally. 12, 19. Nothing. No change in the image. No change to the site. Someone needs a job. That was disappointing. No shit that was disappointing. Really? I figured I'd at least get a message on the site or a different picture or something. Maybe that was the prank. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Stupid. You're so stupid. The guy who made this would lure people in, give them a simple puzzle to solve just to pique their intrigue and then disappoint them greatly. What a dick. <laughs> Are you disappointed? Oh, I have disappointed you. Ooh, I am the disappointer. I disappointed this. I disappoint over here. Bravo. I thought to myself, or brava. I quickly corrected. I left the website and went back to my day. Oh, yeah, because you got real shit to do other than to stare at a website and watch the clock change because something interesting is going to happen. For real? For real, yeah? For real. I couldn't get the sight out of my head, though. Not even an hour after I left, I had convinced myself that I should go back to the site. Control plus shift plus T. After all, there are two 1219s in a day, aren't there? The clock now said 1248. I looked over at the clock on my desk, and it also said 1248. What a fucking coincidence. The creator must have kept it synced up with their local time or something. <laughs> I really, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> All right, we're going for it. Shitty job. Shitty job. You, you volunteered for this shitty job. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I had a nearly 12-hour wait ahead of me now. I could have stayed up all night. Night for me, day for most normal people, without three arms and sores all over their tongue and green hair growing out of their taint. Why is it green? But I didn't want to drive myself crazy. So I went to sleep. I didn't sleep well. I didn't sleep bien at all or for very long. But then again, I rarely do. That's important information. Why? I checked the clock on the desk, which was still set to the website time, and it said 8.52. Only a little over three hours of a wait from here. I checked the site, and still no change in the image, the image, the pic, yo, the Snapchat. I did things around the house and online to kill the next few hours. Fuck you, hours. Stop, stop, stop. As soon as the clock was near 12, though, I was once again seated firmly in front of my computer screen. The next 18 minutes were agonizing. I was sitting on a tack. The last minute was even worse because I really had to go to the bathroom. And I was holding it, and I was, like, tapping my feet. The hands of the clock were once again struck. The hands of the clock once again struck 12.19. And once again, nothing fucking happened. Jesus, seriously, how many times do you have to get shocked before you don't go for the cheese, you stupid little white mouse? I was distraught. I had invested a lot of time into this. Oh, you snowflake. The minute wasn't over, though, so I continued... To watch. I then heard a click. Quiet, but still audible. That makes sense because you fucking heard it. Alright, you heard the audible click. Good for you. Your ears work. Sigh. After that, 
I noticed that the webpage wasn't consistently refreshing anymore. It was not refreshing at all. It was bland and boring because I've been watching it for 24 fucking hours and it just does the same thing over and over again. Instead of listening to DJ 4AM's mixes on SoundCloud, I mean, why wouldn't you do that instead? Way better than watching a clock tick. The screen on the TV began to brighten. Finally, what I had waited for was happening. As the screen on the TV brightened, I began to be able to make out an image. It was small because the TV screen on my monitor was only about two inches wide. (laughs) Okay, I get it. He's watching a screen on a screen (laughs) because this is worth it. (laughs) Okay. The screen on my monitor was only about two inches wide, but I could still clearly see that they were showing woods. Maybe it was the forest in the picture. The camera was bobbing up and down on the woods. As grass and leaves pass it by. It must have been something. It must have been something filming themselves walking. It must, oh, it must have been someone, not something, someone filming themselves walking. The camera kept pointed on the ground for the first minute or so, but then slowly started to point more horizontally. I could see that they were coming up on a yard. Some houses flashed quickly on the edges of the screen. There was some talking in another language. I couldn't say what the language was, and then clicks and clunks like they were dealing with equipment. The camera made larger movements than before. I realized as the sounds went away and the image stabilized dramatically that they had been setting it up on a tripod. No fucking way, on a tripod? They put a camera on a tripod? Fucking monsters. I hope this is going to be worth it for you, man. They got a camera on a tripod. What are they going to do next? Change the shower curtain? Make some toast in a toaster? (sighs) Once they got it set up, I heard a little more talking. And then the camera made one final turn. During the turn, I could see that it was set up just along the woods. The camera finally stopped shaking. Oh, it must have been scared. And there was a house centered within the frame. The frame. The frame. Oh, as small as it was, I could tell that it was my house. Oh, fuck, dude, you're fucked. Get the fuck. I don't, somebody, like Rockwell's watching you right now, dude. He's watching you brush your teeth. Somebody is watching you watch your own house on a television. (laughs) You people need fucking lives. You really do need a job. Seriously, how do you get this deep? into this shit how many levels of just weird like <laughs> weird voyeurism and boredom and like who knows what kind of drug paranoia is going on here alright so this person just noticed that uh, oh there's a red haired man oh geez I'm reading ahead no don't read ahead alright he's watching his own house I guess this guy lives in the woods <laughs> oh no is it a house in the woods You shouldn't live in the woods. Oh, well, you'll be an example. I jumped up from my desk chair, but kept my eyes fixed on the screen. The men abandoned their camera and walked up to the house. Walked up to my house with their rippling muscles and their large bulges. They stood at the door for what was probably 20 seconds. One dressed like a fireman. One dressed like a mailman. One dressed like a cop. And one dressed like a clown. I guess maybe it was my birthday because I have a thing for hot clowns. But 
Yeah, it was probably 20 seconds, but it seemed like five minutes. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if there was anything to do. They knocked on the door. I heard it faintly through my speakers, but it wasn't at the door. Not hearing it within my house calmed me down enough to check the door. Nobody was there. No hot cop. No sexy fucking clown. Imagine my disappointment. Nobody was in the yard, but I couldn't make anything out past a couple hundred feet. There was a couple hundred feet in your yard? Gross, dude. Seriously, you have a problem. All right? (laughs) Cut those toenails. (laughs) It was dark out, and the moon was very bright. I closed and locked the door and ran back to the computer. The screen was still displaying these two men standing at the door. They knocked again, but this time, harder. Party rock and knock on the door. Back to that again. H-Town all day, motherfucker. I watched as the door opened. A man answered it. Hello, door. I couldn't make out with him. I was trying to make out. Oh, I couldn't make him out. I was half expecting it to be me. I was relieved, though, to see that it wasn't, because I don't like making out with me. I'm really bad at that. I have brown hair. The man on the screen had red hair. One of the men gestures something to him, and the red-haired man began to go down on him like the last bit of oxygen was in his balls and he was suffocating. Oh, well, I guess it's actually not written there. Why did I read that? One of the men gestures something to him, and the red-haired man begins to close the door. At this point, the other man shoves the door open again, pulls a gun from his belt, and shoots the man in the head. I felt my face go pale and my jaw fall open. Okay, now we know what drugs you're on. My vision started to go black. And you know, once it goes black, it it usually doesn't go back. But I forced myself to keep my composure. The two men ran from the door and towards the camera. In the small TV screen of my monitor, and in the blur of motion, I could still see that both men were smiling wildly, bent over, smiling like donuts. They grabbed the camera groped the camera, not bothering to take it off the tripod. They had their way with that camera all night on my living room floor, even though they really weren't there. I could only see them on my screen. Spec, spec, spec. And then ran into the woods again. The camera swiveled on the tripod and showed one of the men's faces, but quite blurrily. Or was that him smiling like a donut? He looked at the camera, reached over towards it with his other hand, and the screen of the TV went blank. The page refreshed again, but only once, and the clock still read 1219. I exited out of my browser and even shut down my computer. I ran to the door one last time to see if I could see anything, but again, I'd gone black, so there's no going back. Once again, there was nobody there. To this day, I have no clue what actually took place, and neither does your fucking readers. I haven't had the nerve to revisit that website because I pulled all your nerves out for you. That's what you asked me to do. Dude, it took 12 fucking hours, you ungrateful son of a biscuit-eating mother trucker. I haven't had the nerve to revisit that website or ask anybody what happened to the people who lived here before I did. And I'm not sure if I ever will. Oh, see, now color me disappointed. And this is written by someone called Unknown. So thank you, Unknown, for that. Let's see what the people had to say. Insanity. I liked this, even though there was no real threat. It was still quite creepy. I also have great affirmation, admiration, affirmation for the main character. 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 I could never wait that long for something to happen. 
so you admire the character's patience and obsessiveness in this story. Good for you, Enzanity. All right, who else has anything interesting to say here? You, sir, Cat Lady 143. Now that was some creepy pasta. One of the best I have read so far. Awesome. Loved it. Compliments to the chef, for sure. Peace and creepy stuff like that. Thank you, Cat Lady 143. I appreciate your enthusiasm. How about Fats Attack? I loved it. I predicted the ending, or so I thought. <laughs> the people speaking another language is so cool, and the writing kept me intrigued. The ending was good in my opinion, but now I wonder if the narrator gets a knock on the door or whatever. Nine out of ten. It's got a funky beat and I can bug out to it. All right. Uh, what's going on here with JDN? Is it meant to be Jaden? 2604. Great story. There was no danger, but the author kept me on tenterhooks till the end. I think the lack of explanation at the end deserves a part two. I'm not reading that one. <laughs> Ooh, Minami Love said, I'm going to start out with what I thought wasn't all that well. I'm going to reread that. I'm going to start out with what I thought wasn't all that well. I didn't really understand the time thing, probably because I'm stupid and the suspense of what would what happened was killing me. To the end was also kind of confusing. Now to the good things. I actually got into this. My chest felt tight with anticipation. It felt almost like something was going to jump out of my screen. I guess what would happen when you said that the camera was at the door, but I wasn't, right? It was good that I wasn't, right? I don't like when I'm right because I f feel like it's too obvious what would happen. This pasta kept me interested. I mean, it was really good. Five out of five. Smiley face for making me somewhat nervous. Oh. Soldier says, mm, very tasty, although there was not a single threat. The climax was brilliant. Nine out of ten. And with that, I must say, that climax right there was anything but brilliant. But I think it's the perfect place to sign off because, uh, good night. This is Jason, never mind. Signing off until next time. Remember, the celery stalks at midnight. And also... You can email me at vampireonapony at gmail.com. And also, you can check out a shit ton of music and weird fucking shit that I've made on various websites. Uh, the main one you can go to is, is my Bandcamp, because this one time at Bandcamp, you should go there. www.d, letter D, letter J, number four, letter A, letter M, dot bandcamp, dot com. Thank you for listening to the Creepy Podcast. This is a presentation of the Vampire on a Pony Podcast Network. <laughs>